Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sports on a Sunday Morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio here in Jupiter, Florida. I'm Mike Claiborne, and we have an action-packed show for you today. We've got a lot of things to discuss. We'll tell you a little bit about some baseball SC Soccer is going to be coming up in just a bit. We'll talk with their uh, managing director. You know, they, they they have a little bit of a different lingo than what we're accustomed to, so we're going to get used to that. We'll also talk some hockey with Luke Korak and get his thoughts on the uh, interesting weekend for the St. Louis Blues as they move their captain. And, you know, when you think about it, how often do you trade a captain? And when you look back at Ryan O'Reilly's time here in St. Louis, obviously – uh, a memorable time being a Stanley Cup champion captain, but a very popular player on and off the ice. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people have mixed emotions about that, uh, maybe for the better as far as getting additional draft choices. We'll see how that unfolds down the road. We'll also visit with Travis Ford, uh, a good game last night, entertaining game. Uh, I'm not sure if coaches are always excited about it unless you have one more point than the other guy. But it was a fun game for the Billikens and their fans. They won against a good team in Duquesne, and we'll see where that takes them as they have more action coming up this week. Missouri had a sellout crowd last night in Columbia against Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a pretty good team. They were able to nudge out Missouri last night, 69-60. And Illinois, well, they had a lead. They had a lead at Bloomington. Couldn't hold on to it, and they go down to the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana's pretty good this year as well. But as I say pretty good, I have to ask myself the question, who is good anymore? Because I think because of the portal and now NIL being involved, a lot of teams have a different look. So you start to look at the jersey instead of the names on the back as far as who actually can play. And we have so many teams that have transitioned with so many different players. It's really kind of hard to know who's who. And when you think about home court advantage, uh, that hasn't been kind to some teams uh, because everybody's still trying to feel each other out. Although here we are, February 19th, I guess if you haven't figured out who you have by now, you probably aren't good at math. So we'll see what that has uh, in store for some of these teams as they make a stretch run getting to the conference tournament and also hopefully getting to the NCAA tournament. So we've got that to discuss and the Battle Hawks, how about the Battle Hawks? They are in action this afternoon in San Antonio. It'll be their first game since returning to the XFL. So we wish them nothing but the best this afternoon as they have uh, uh, their hands full with uh, San Antonio. And that's all I can tell you about. It. Uh, as we'll learn about them over the course of time, as I mentioned, we'll visit with uh, 
the managing director for the uh, St. Louis City soccer team, Luke Vonestil, will have a chance to talk to him and get his thoughts on his team as they finished their preseason last night against Atlanta United. They came up a little short on the score, losing two to one. So everything will be playing for real from this point on. I'm anxious to see how things unfold. 11 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with Lon Tay from ESPN in Champaign, Illinois, to talk a little bit about what's going on with the University of Illinois with their basketball program. John Mosellock, we'll talk with him. Spring training is officially underway here in Jupiter as everybody is here. And we had some people, as I've said before on many shows, we've had people here for the last two and a half, three weeks. Some live in the area. Some decided to come down early. I think that's always a good sign. Jack Flaherty threw a bullpen yesterday, and he was pretty sharp for a guy throwing for the first time this year. And this next week, we'll have a few more rounds of catch, some live BP. And then all of a sudden, next Saturday, John Rooney, Ricky Horton will have the call for you because this will be our last Sunday without Cardinal baseball. And I'm predicting it'll be the last Sunday without Cardinal baseball until, let's say, early November. Everybody feel me on that? So I'm feeling good about where we're going with this team. And uh, it's early, but I love the competition that we're seeing so far. And it's going to make for a, a very entertaining season. A lot of pitching out here right now. And I know everyone thought maybe we should go out and get more pitching. And we might. We might. You never know. But I think what the Cardinals want to do is give everybody here a good long look. And they'll be able to do that with Wainwright and Michael moving on to uh, the World Baseball Classic. So there'll be some people getting some extra innings and maybe they can take advantage of it. So we'll see how that develops. And uh, later in the show, Matt Pauley would kind of give you an, an idea of what took pace this past week here in Jupiter. So you don't want to miss that in case you missed a few things along the way. Matt will have you all caught up before we get out of here this afternoon. So what we have now coming up in just a bit, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll visit with the sporting director, Luke Lutz. Vonestiel is going to be our guest. He's the coach, for lack of a better term, but they call it managing a sporting director. So we'll get used to that here in just a bit. We'll also look forward to having you on the other side of our first break. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, live from the Stiefel Sports Studio in Jupiter, Florida. I'm Mike Claiborne, and we'll be back after we take our first time out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Close. Not Tom Ackerman, Mike Claiborne filling in for Tom Ackerman today. Tom has uh, St. Louis U women's basketball later this afternoon. I'm here in Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals are underway with training camp. Uh, Everyone had to report today, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, we had probably of the 40-man roster, 30 to 35 people were already here a week ago. Um, and then when you think about the ones who weren't here, Giovanni and Gallegos reported yesterday, and uh, he was the only guy on the 40-man roster that had real influence on the ball club last year. Everybody else was kind of a not a, a minor league player from last year who probably didn't get much action. But the gang's all here, and uh, we'll play some catch today, have a bullpen or two, and then tomorrow we'll ratchet it up a little bit and see how things unfold. We're going to be visiting with sporting director Luce Steel here in just a bit because you know what guess what folks all the time we've been talking about our soccer team our brand new soccer team we have a beautiful stadium it's actually going to take place where this team will play their first game next saturday and you can hear it on y98 and let's go to the guest line and standing by is the sporting director for st louis city he is luce vonesteel luce how are you sir i'm very well thanks for asking how are you I am doing well. First of all, uh, we we have talked to you a few times. You've been in St. Louis for quite some time, and you've also scoured the world for players. What's it like now knowing that all the hay is in the barn and you're about to go out and play your first game representing St. Louis? Yeah, you know, I think it's a great feeling to know that uh, we put a lot of work in and a lot of hours in the last uh, nearly three years now 
and uh, finally the day is coming what we all really waited for so um it was a good a good start into the year 2023 with two two training camps and you know i think i think we well prepared we are all very excited and um yeah it's i think somehow it's the right time now to to start playing I bet the training camp in Florida was a lot more fun than the one in St. Louis. No, well, I think uh, you know, temperature-wise, uh, California and Florida was 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 really really nice. But St. Louis is always cool, <laughs> if you take it that way. So uh, I think uh, again, you know, I think it was good for us to to actually train in three different weather conditions. You had it. Uh, warm and humid in Florida, yet it's very dry, kind of desert-like over there in, in Palm Springs. And we still have to play a, a big number of games in the colder weather conditions as well, especially in St. Louis. So that week in between was actually perfect to uh, get to know everything. Sporting director for St. Louis City is Lutz Vonensteel. He's our guest. And Lutz, uh, when you think about your team, you scour the globe trying to find players for people who haven't seen your team yet, and obviously you've had a couple of uh, preseason games, give us an idea what sort of style we're going to see with your with your ball club. Yeah, it's a very intense style. You know, it's pressing, counter-pressing, which means uh, uh, there will be lots of movement. I call it uh, uh, organized chaos when it comes to that because we are normally all over the other team, so we don't give them lots of time on the ball. Um, the counter-pressing and, and, and the pressing basically means that we're trying to suffocate the other teams uh, and, and really put lots of pressure on them. And that fits very well with the, with the Midwestern style. Uh, our game is based on transition, so waiting for the right moments to take the ball, to win the ball as high up as possible in the field. Uh, so basically play a very positive, aggressive style, which I think also uh, the people in the stadium will appreciate. Well, you know, you, you are about to come become my new best friend because I've been advocating this sort of style for a few years now. I, I'm of the belief that uh, certainly in this country, we have some of the greatest athletes in the world. And to be more physical and be more athletic would certainly help their cause in being more aggressive and pushing the opposition. And so what, if you lose 3-2 or 5-4, uh, it, it creates entertainment for fans who are trying to embrace this sport. So to hear what you're saying with trying to put pressure on the ball, I think it's going to be fun for a lot of our fans who have not uh, obviously seen you coach yet. Uh, I think this will be fun for them, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we really picked up there on the right place. Uh, that's uh, one of the things. If you're looking into international football, also the, the team I worked before, that was more or less where that style was somehow created in uh, like, like, like 10 years ago. I worked there for eight years, and I really believe that, especially in the United States, where you have uh, better athletes than in most parts of the world, it, it really can work out. Uh, unfortunately, the American game uh, is, 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 is based in lots of teams still a lot on, 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 on a possession game, on a passing game, but it changes a lot. And if you're looking, for example, last year, the way Philadelphia Union played with a pretty a pretty modest budget but a very clear identification how they want to play, which is exactly a, a very similar style to ours, and how difficult they made it for anybody else and how successful they played. Then it shows that uh, I think uh, in our idea, the team is the superstar, and that is uh, probably the most important message for, for our team. We, we, we decided very early on uh, in a, with a very, very clear mind that we do not want to have that typically DP superstar player, which is 
in his mid-30s and basically comes here to, to have his last, uh, his last games under the belt. We want to have a young, hungry, aggressive team which really leaves everything out there on the field. And as you mentioned it, I mean, we want to be competitive from day one. You know, yes, we are an expansion team, so not many people expect too much from us and we need to be aware that we are an expansion team. But if we go out there and we grind and we fight and we work hard, uh, we will somehow, I believe, we will reward ourselves as well. And uh, that's also the vibe and the feeling we picked up now from all the players, which is a very, very good young group uh, during the preseason. You mentioned how you put your roster together, not having a lot of gray beards come over and get a paycheck and, and for their swan song. Uh, how much experience do you have on an international level and MLS level? Well, I think we have the, a good mix because we, we did sign uh, uh, six players from the German Bundesliga, you know, players which uh, some players which I worked before, other players which I played against a lot before. Um, so uh, that's players coming from a very, very high pedigree. And then we, do, we did add uh, a few players which have a lot of experience uh, in the MLS, also for the American national team. And I think uh, we spiced it up with lots of young talents, hungry talents, players who, who really still uh, growing and, 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 and finding their weight at the highest level. But that makes every training session special because everybody competes for a place. You know, that we don't have that, that one or two guys who, who know, well, whatever they do, they will be the superstars. So everybody out there enjoys themselves, works hard, puts everything in. And uh, Ronnie Canal, the head coach, says it every day. Every day you need to prove yourself. Every day you need to work hard. And every day we need to challenge ourselves and getting out of our comfort zone. And that's what, what, what we really see every single day on the training field. Well, I know I speak on behalf of a lot of people in St. Louis. We're really excited for the, the start of this incredible run that you guys are going to have. Uh, it's been a long time in the, in the making, and finally it'll get underway next Saturday. And, of course, we can hear all the action on Y98 here in St. Louis. Uh, Lutz, um, congratulations on putting this team together, and uh, we look forward to you having great success for a number of years. And more importantly, have fun and enjoy St. Louis. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Luz Vonestiel is our guest, and he is the sporting director for St. Louis City Soccer. And as I mentioned, they're in action next Saturday, and you can hear it on Y98. So it should be a lot of fun as professional soccer returns to St. Louis. The MLS, for its first tour of duty in St. Louis, will be right here in our own backyard in a wonderful facility. And I'm sure that uh, they will get great support. I know the tickets went fairly fast uh, when they became available. So uh, let's see if we can keep that run going. I tell you, I think there's there's like two or three weekends where the Blues, the Cardinals, and City are all playing at the same time. So you might want to just get a room downtown instead of trying to mess with traffic. And maybe you can catch two of the three games. Who knows? So we'll see how that unfolds. But it's going to be a lot of fun to have a new team in St. Louis. And uh, hopefully they will be competitive right off the bat. Let's hope so. Speaking of competitive, the Billikens were that last night as they took on Duquesne. When we come back, we'll have a chance to visit with the head coach for the Billikens. He is Travis Fort, and that comes your way when we come back on your home for the Cardinals and St. Louis University, KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 
Welcome back, everybody. Mike Claiborne in for time this morning, and let's get our Billiken talk underway. And, of course, talking with Travis Ford, sponsored by our good friends from Royal Banks of Missouri. And we say good morning to Coach Travis Ford. Coach, how are you? Good morning, Mike. Doing good. Appreciate you having me. Well, I got to ask you something. Did you and the Duquesne coach agree to leave the defenses in the, in the locker room last night? Because it was a very entertaining game. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have thought, that's for sure. Uh, both scored a lot of points. Uh, but, my goodness, were they hot early. Uh, I I can't remember last time I played a team that came out uh, – and um, just couldn't miss from the three-point line. But, yeah, I think uh, it was an entertaining game, to say the least. If you were at the game, watched the game on TV, whatever it was, uh, you probably enjoyed that game. It was uh, a fun and exciting game. I have to tell you that when I was watching last night from from Florida, I kind of felt like this was the team – offensively that I anticipated seeing this year because and you and I talked about it beforehand they check a lot of boxes offensively uh was that pretty close to what you tried to draw up on the board at the beginning of the year because you had experience you had perimeter shooting you had some guys inside that were able to establish themselves and and the free throw shooting was much better uh was that something you were kind of anticipating eventually happening yeah you know we scored 90 points. I thought this team could score some points, and we have, we're the leading scoring team in the league, so we have kind of done that. Uh, we haven't done it consistently. We've had some really poor nights offensively, but overall we do lead the league in scoring. Um, and uh, But also, we only made one three last night. Uh, we made one three-point. They made 15 threes. We made one three. Now, that's not what I mm. would anticipate at all uh, by no stretch. Um, we scored 70 points in the paint. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've never – I don't know if I've ever had a team score 70 points in the paint. I don't know if last time I've ever seen a team score 70 points in the paint. I don't think I've ever seen it. Maybe in an NBA game. Maybe an NBA All-Star game maybe, but not in a college game. You may see it today. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, um, but no, I, we were talking about it as a staff. I, you know, for you know, you've been around the game. I've been around the game my whole life. I, I don't ever. I, I'm looking at the stat sheet as we speak, and there's a box at the bottom that says points in the paint, uh, points off turnovers, fast break points, points in the paint. It says 70, 70 points. I, I, I don't. I've never heard of that. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, Mike, I, I thought this team could score some points for sure. Not quite maybe like that, but I think we, you know, um, we can be a high-scoring team when we have consistency. The nights that uh, the nights that we don't score, it's usually because we have two or three, four guys that maybe they're just having an off night and we just don't make shots uh, or for whatever reason. Uh, maybe the ball's not moving as well, but yeah, you know, seeing ninety on the on the board is is not shocking. It's just how we got them. You know, if you could talk a little bit about your rotation right now, because you're getting some contributions from some young players on your ball club. Uh, maybe not always scoring, but I thought Larry Hughes Jr. was very good last night defensively. Uh, he was great. He was great. And that's, you know, the main reason I stuck with him was because of his defense. Uh, he has good length. He understands the game. So he understands reads and, uh, and he's, uh, you know, he's quick, he's tough. Uh, and then he brings us another ball handler, which we needed late. Um, 
but when when we've had success, and you go, you can go back and look at it and study. Normally, when we had success, we are getting uh, serious contributions off the bench and guys really coming in and playing well. Uh, no different than Larry, you know, Hughes, obviously, or Sincere Parker, uh, Javon Pickett. I don't necessarily call a, a, a you know, he's kind of he's a starter more or less. He's just like a starter. But when Javon Pickett plays well, he had 15 last night. He had, I think, 17 the night before, or, you know, the last game we, we win both games. When he plays well, it seems like we play well. Uh, Jake Forster off the bench. When those guys come off the bench and contribute, whether it be scoring, whether it be rebounding, whether it be defense, that's when we've been at our best. Travis, you know, one of the things I talked about at the beginning of the show is how much the portal has had an impact on the game of college basketball or the game of just college sports as a whole. And and I'm of the firm belief that there are some teams that are just now trying to figure out who they are because we've seen some teams really overhaul their programs. Have you ever seen an adjustment having to be made of this magnitude? And you, you, you've been at this for a long time. You've seen a lot of different things when it comes to rules and things of this nature. But I'm not sure if I've ever seen so many schools not know who they are. Now, we know who the name is on the front of the jersey, but we really don't have an understanding of who the names on the back of the jerseys really are. And maybe some teams are starting to figure this out as we get to February 19th. Mike, you make an incredible point. That is a great, great point. And I think you're going to see this year in, every year at this point, year in and year out. Um, the landscape of college athletics have changed more than it's ever changed probably in the last year or two um, based upon the portal and NILs and all the other different things, conference realignment, uh, you name it. You can go on and on and on. And I think there's still going to be other changes coming. Um, I think the portal uh, is, a, is a, especially for basketball and football, you know, it's, it's a drastic change. What you're going to see is exactly what you said. There's some teams, and we've tried to study it. Uh, we've, uh, as far as, how, you know, some of the, you look at teams that were not very good last year at all, maybe won five, six, seven, eight games, like a Duquesne. Take a Duquesne, for example. Mm-hmm. Take a Duquesne. Duquesne, I think, won five, six, seven games last year total. Um, pretty much rehold their whole team. I think there was one player from last year's team on their team last night went to the transfer portal, and now they've won 18, 19 games. they figured it out. I can give you another example where another team has done it, and they took great transfers on paper, and they're not having success. You do, I think people are trying to figure out how do you have success, how do you not, and I don't know if there's a formula. I don't know if there's a science to it. There's probably not. Um, some, you know, some people just kind of, you kind of, it works out. Some people, Some teams it doesn't work out. Some teams, it takes a long time. As you mentioned, it takes a long time. Maybe if you've taken a bunch of transfers to figure out the system and figuring out each other. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of that going forward of, you know, where, you know, teams that maybe weren't expected to do much. Duquesne was picked at the bottom of, I think, 15th in our league preseason. 15th. And here they came in last night sitting at like third or fourth in the league, 18, 19 wins. Um, and it's all because of you were able to go to the portal, and it worked. It worked for them. It worked. Uh, you look at another team, and you wonder, well, why didn't it work for them? I, I don't know if there's a a science to it or not. It's going to be interesting. It's an interesting study, It's uh, but it's changed the landscape. I know we talk about it as coaches. I talk to coaches 
other head coaches and different people every day. And just like, you know, you, you just sometimes you just can't, you know, you can't figure out why is my team not clicking? Why is our team not doing this? Or sort of, it's just hard to figure out. Well, you know, I think one of the things I, I would first look at, and I think this is when coaching, when you start recruiting, you, you have to keep meticulous notes about a player that you recruited. And the first question is, why is he in the portal? Is it a character right. issue? Is it a lack of playing time? Is it a transfers of uh, maybe a coach moves on? I mean, there's so many things that boxes you need to check. But I think I, I have to look at character first on why he's in the portal. And then after right. that, you can go from there. But, yeah, I think that this year there'll be a lot of think tanks with regard to coaches trying to figure out what the right formula is when you start to get into this portal. Now, with that said, you guys at St. Louis, you made a big announcement this week with regard to your NIL, NIL projects that are going to be taking place on campus. Yeah, no question. We've got some really good, uh, you know, some supporters, alumni, some people that really care about Obviously, Billiken basketball are putting their time and effort into it, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It makes a difference. It's definitely the world we live in at this point, and uh, I know that group that's put it together has put a lot of time and effort and thought into it, and uh, it's something that you you almost have to have at this point if you're going to compete. But, again, like I said, it's the landscape we play in. It's the landscape uh, that we're a part of uh, at this point. And going back to your point about trying to study this portal, and no question you try to look at character, you know, but I think people look more at that even before you had the transfer portal where kids didn't have to sit out. Now kids are going into the portal you know, for any reason at all. Great kids, kids that may have averaged 16 points a game, 18 points a game at a school. Um, there's all – it's hard to figure out, you know, uh, you know, every why kids are going to the portal as far as it's not just because maybe they're unhappy at a place. Sometimes they just think the grass is greener on the other side uh, and different things like that. There are, there obviously is anything. There's these uh, companies now that are studying the portal, putting analytics together and rating these kids that are in the portal and ranking them based on what they believe they're going to do at their next stop, which I, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out, if it turns out to be true or not by the rankings. I don't know how you figure all that out, but you're exactly right. You've got to have kind of a list you look at, character, you know, what type of success did they have at their last school. Maybe they didn't have success. Maybe they were playing behind a, an all-conference, first-team all-conference player, and maybe they didn't get a chance to play. And I think you're seeing some of those guys. We have done that. We've looked at teams – you know, you look at teams like a Duquesne. You look at teams like a, a, a Nevada. You, uh, you look at teams like even a Mizzou that, all right, teams that didn't have maybe a lot of success last season, then all of a sudden they're having great success because of the portal. Well, what, what was it they looked at? Well, as soon as we do that, we look at, well, they took this kid, they took that kid. Well, so did this other team, and they've won five games. <laughs> You're like, well, they kind of took the same route. Uh so it's going to be interesting to see. Well, what do you look like schedule-wise coming up this week? Yeah, we uh, we go to Richmond on Tuesday. We have a game at Richmond on Tuesday night. Um, and we all know Richmond's been a really good team in the A-10 for many, many years. Uh, they're, they've played extremely well at home. Uh, kind of struggled on the road uh, this season, but have had a ton of success. Only lost maybe one or two at home. 
they've got a first-team all-conference player in Tyler Burton, who's a six-six guy who can – a lot of people will think he can play at the next level in the NBA. Uh, they took a transfer that was the player of the year in the Patriot League, a center uh, named Neil Quinn, who's a very talented skill center. Anytime you're player of the year in the league, you're probably pretty good. Uh, he's really, really good. They've got some several returning players. So, we'll, you know, it's going to be a tough game at Richmond. And then we get to come back home against Loyola on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, a game that, we, you know, second time we played them. We had a great game with them in Chicago. Uh, had a lot of Billiken fans there at that game. Uh, but Loyola's new to the league. Uh, and I think they're going to bring a lot to this league. So we come back home uh, next Saturday against, uh, against Loyola. Well, Coach, uh, let's have some fun down the stretch, get in the conference tournament and roll the dice and see what happens. Uh, stay healthy and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. Mike, always enjoy speaking with you. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care, Coach. We'll see you soon. All right, that's Travis Ford, the head coach at St. Louis University. All right, I know you want to talk some hockey. I know you want to talk hockey. Don't worry. I've got Luke Korak coming up next, and we have a lot to discuss with him. The Blues making a big trade on Saturday night. They're in action this afternoon as well against the Ottawa Senators. Not so good of an afternoon yesterday against Colorado. But we'll talk with Lou and everything else coming your way with regard to hockey when it comes your way after we return on KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Back, everybody. Mike Claiborne here filling in for Tom this afternoon or this morning here in Jupiter, Florida. Let's talk some hockey and let's go to the guest line and standing by is Lou Korak, who writes for the NHL.com, SI.com as well. Lou, it's good to visit with you, sir. I hope all is going well with you. Everything's good, Mike. I got to tell you, though, I'm a little jealous of you, though, right now when you speak of Florida. <laughs> well, I won't even tell you what the weather is uh, right now. It's, it's a little breezy. I think it's supposed to get up to 83 today. A couple of clouds in the sky. Enough said. <laughs> and it affects your golf game, Lou. That's, that's the problem. The breeze is a little strong today. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure something uh, out, though. You're just rubbing salt in the wound there, Mike. Thanks. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. You could be in Ottawa. Who knows what the weather's like today? Yeah, there. no so, kidding. I mean, it, it no could kidding. be worse. Hey, a, a very <laughs> interesting week for the St. Louis Blues. I, I know that, you know, this was something we all anticipated taking place, but – Moving Ryan O'Reilly, who I, I think has is, is been as popular of a player on and off the ice as we've seen in a long time. And, and you normally don't see captains traded. And if you do see him traded, it's because of a situation like this where he may have more value in getting something in return compared to what he can do for your team. So give me your thoughts on how everything unfolded this weekend. Well, Mike, I mean, I, I think uh, when when it all actually happened, you know, there's kind of that instant shock of, oh, my God, it really did happen. You know, you're you're kind of waiting and waiting and waiting for that ball to drop. And then when it finally does, you're like, oh, it really did happen. And uh, I think I think you hit it on the head, like you just said. I mean, you know, it's an asset. It's an asset that uh, you're you're not 100 percent sure that you're going to be able to resign, although I believe and, and understand that there's been interest on both sides to get something done beyond this year, but that's not a guarantee at this point. And, uh, you know, he's a coveted player and he's been a coveted player. And Doug Armstrong said that, uh, 
you know, there have been talks ongoing for, for some time, you know, regarding some of the assets that they have, uh, uh, players that could become unrestricted free agents. And he was one of them. And if you can fetch uh, a minimum, and it was going to take more, but if you could fetch at least a first-round pick like they did for Tarasenko, for Ryan O'Reilly, you have to do it. And uh, he's accruing assets right now. And I think there's a bigger picture here that we're looking at uh, in terms of getting to the offseason and getting to the draft and, uh, you know, stockpiling some arsenal here to, to use for potential trades of whether you're going to try to move up in the draft or whether you're going to use uh, those picks and maybe even some of these prospects to uh, acquire some younger players with term. And I think that's what he's looking for right now. And uh, as much as it pains people in the present to lose somebody as popular as Ryan O'Reilly and somebody that helped bring you your first Stanley cup. Uh, this is the part of the business that uh, people and fans hate to see, but uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think they're doing the right thing here. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, Ryan O'Reilly was a favorite of mine because up until the injury started to catch up with him, I thought he was the best player on the ice at something for the Blues every night, whether it was face-offs or being a very good defensive player. Uh, he's He was always good for two or three assists. He scored the goal, and his leadership, I think, was unquestioned. Uh, but those things happen. But one of the things I, I try to remind people of, you know, you're getting draft choices from teams who are going to draft after you in the draft. So you, yeah. you have to be careful on what that looks like. I mean, because I always look at it like, well, these are more second-round picks because those those teams are going to draft behind you. So if you're Doug Armstrong, or you looking to bundle these picks up and, and try and acquire another player, or you trying to really just load up with good young talent that can step in and play sooner than later? I think that's, I think the latter is where he's going with this. I, I think he, he's one that's, I don't think he's one that's going to have, and, and I don't want to say that Doug Armstrong doesn't have patience because you know, they, they're used to – the Blues themselves are used to drafting, Mike, and you know this because they've had such success. They're used to drafting in the 20s. So, yeah. you know, this, this is nothing new for them in getting picks in the 20s. But now he's got three first-round picks. And depending on where they finish here, chances are they're probably going to have the best of the bunch here. But, again, you can take those picks now and try to bundle them together. And if there's somebody that they really like at this draft, uh, they could potentially move up. Uh, the, that's always certainly a possibility. But my belief is is he's going to try to use these to try to acquire somebody. And he even mentioned it yesterday, somebody in that 25, 26-year-old range that still has term. And you know him, Mike. He's not a guy that likes to acquire players that, on expiring contracts. That's, that's just not in his DNA. Uh, we've seen it in the past. And, and I think that's, that's where they're going to try to target with this because there's going to be teams that – understand that they're in a rebuilding mode and it's going to take multiple years to rebuild that that covet those picks and and want to have picks and want to build their teams around really young players so and and they're going to have and they're going to have some players that potentially have uh contracts with term and those are the kinds of teams that i think doug armstrong's going to target Lou Korak with NHL.com and SI.com is our guest here on Sports on a Sunday morning, uh, KMOX. Uh, Lou, you know, one of the things that I think Doug will also stay away from is the term no trade, no trade contracts. I mean, they, they're they nice to have if you're a player, but, man, they really hamstring you because it gives a player the opportunity to renegotiate when he's about to be on the move. And, 
that those things can kind of hamstring you. And it, and I guess in this situation, it, this was so unique with Tarasenko because seldom have we had players openly say, I want out of St. Louis. Okay. We don't right. normally see, we hear people who want to come to St. Louis, but to say, I want out, which is why I'm at the point where, Hey, if you want to go, go. I mean, I'm not going to hold a guy back. Uh, and I thought the way it was handled by him throwing people under the bus or his agent throwing people under the bus didn't go well with anyone. So in, in Tarasenko's case, and then him saying later, well, they never offered me a contract. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you just say you want it out? So how do you want it? Do you want to stay or do you want to go? But to sit and tell people that the Blues never offered him an extension, I thought was ludicrous because he's been harping on this for the last two years. Yeah, I agree with you. I, when I when I heard his opening uh, presser with the Rangers and, yeah, I heard him talking about, well, they never offered me a contract. That's the first thing that I thought of. It's uh, – well, you've been you've been wanting out for two years now, and you never rescinded on that. So, and what made this even tougher, Mike, like you said, is he had a no trade clause, and uh, Doug Armstrong, uh, from my understanding, had him in package offers that Tarasenko refused to go to because he he refused to go to that particular team. So that made this extremely difficult and really hamstrung him where he can send him. Uh, my belief all along is is that New York and Florida were his targets. That's that's where he wanted to land. He got what he wanted, but that's that's what you get for doing business in in this light, uh, where you hand out no trade clauses as well. Um, they're they're not a whole lot different than a no move clause, which we know Doug Armstrong refuses to give anybody. There are some there there is a, you know one particular difference there, but you know we won't get into all the specifics. But yeah, I mean no trade clause, you know, and and, and that was something even asked of Tory Krug too because. Mike, if you you know if you've heard too that there were some rumblings out there that maybe you know Tory Krug was dangled out there last summer and we had talked to him once in the locker room and uh, about those rumors and the first thing that he said was well I have a no trade clause so I'm, I'm not, you know I'm not going anywhere so that gives the player the power and really the team doesn't have as many options as they'd like so you know it's finally been resolved they were able to get at you know at least a first round pick for Tarasenko. And again, now you have three and we'll see. I mean, are they done doing business? I don't think so. So there's still the possibility here, especially with somebody like an Ivan Barbashev, who you could potentially fetch a number one pick for. Final question for Lou Korak. We're inside of our final 30 seconds. Lou, Blues, yes or no in making the playoffs? No, no. I, I just don't see it. They're, they're eight points out right now. And, uh, you know, you really have to go on a massive run here, and and you're hoping that teams are going to lose and lose multiple games. I I just think it's too big of a deficit to make up at this point. And that lottery all of a sudden sounds like more inviting than ever before. I mean, the Blues haven't had a first pick in the draft since Eric Johnson. Uh, man, Connor Bedard. And once you get in the lottery, anything can happen. So I'm just exactly. going to roll the dice. And I just want to see this though, Lou. I just want to continue to see effort because there are going to be some guys on this team that are going to be evaluated and how they play down the stretch. And that would be a big role on whether they're back with this team or not, because there are minutes to be had now. So if you don't take advantage of them and if you don't get out of the whirlpool tub, then you know what? You're going to be part of the roadkill. I just don't think you'll be part of what this team is going to be looking to do for 2023, 2024. I agree. And Doug Armstrong even said that yesterday, they're going to be watching to see, you know, how, how the players react to what's, what's going on. And, uh, 
to see how they manage the rest of the season, and that's how they're going to evaluate things moving forward. Lou Korak, we thank you for your time, sir. Always good to visit with you and certainly read your work, and uh, let's have some fun with the remainder of the season and can't wait for the summer to begin because when that draft rolls around, there are going to be some people rubbing their hands, anticipating the Blues making some moves. So we'll, we'll stay on top of that, and we'll certainly follow you as well. All right, Mike, thanks for having me, and uh, good luck with that golf game down there. Man, I need all the luck I can find these days. Trust me. (laughs) Thanks again, man. All right. He's Lou Korak. Coming up in the next hour, the 11 o'clock hour, we'll have a chance to talk some Mizzou basketball with Matt Stahl. Also, we'll have a chance to visit with John Mozeliak. And Lante is going to join us as well. And you'll hear about everything going on here in Jupiter, Florida with Matt Pauling. So stand by, folks. The 11 o'clock hour is coming your way in just a bit on your voice for the Cardinals and St. Louis University Billikens, KMOX. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.